Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site, out on the town, or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500. Or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon. Explore our inventory online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC. We are professional grade. This is America with Rich Valdez, powered by PolitiWeek.com. And Rich Valdez is with us, former Christie administration official. You worked for Chris Christie, you've been in politics, done a lot of public service stuff. Rich Valdez, columnist now with the Washington Times. This is America. Rich TV, you're on the air with the nation. The nation. This is America with your host, Rich Valdez. What's up, America? I am Rich Valdez, your liberty-loving Latino amigo, El Conservador, at Rich Valdez on Parler, Twitter, Instagram, all of that stuff. Welcome to the program. And check this out. Inflation is up 4.5% on meat, on metal, on um, auto parts, computer components. But if that wasn't enough, we've also got increases in illegal immigration coming in at the border. 90% of the fentanyl coming into the country is coming in through the Mexican border. And as the coronavirus is coming to a, uh, at least I want to say it's winding down, coming to a a halt, we're now finding out that Facebook is ending its ban on the story that the coronavirus, I think most of you know this to be true, was actually man-made in a lab. Now, so I just, quick Google search Not a DuckDuckGo, but a Google. Politico. Headline, Facebook no longer treating man-made COVID as a crackpot idea. Wall Street Journal, Facebook ends ban on posts asserting that COVID-19 was man-made. The Telegraph, Wuhan lab leak, Facebook ends ban on posts claiming COVID is man-made. ABC News, Facebook lifts ban on posts claiming COVID-19 was man-made amid revitalized origins debate. USA Today, Amid emerging new information, Facebook lifts ban on posts that claim COVID-19 was man-made. Let me see. Is there not? New York Post. Facebook reverses ban on posts claiming COVID-19 was man-made. Now, the last time I did this, where I read you a bunch of headlines, was when they discovered that there was spying on Trump associates. I don't know if you remember that, but every news headline in America covered this stuff after Trump had been saying it for months and months and months on end. And then all of a sudden, when the truth actually catches up with the uh, media, then it's glorious, right? Because that's the one day where they're not the fake news media. They're actually reporting the truth because you're you, me, the rest of us, everybody that's pushing the truth is forcing their hand to do what's right. Now, There was this excellent montage that Mr. Producer pulled last night, and I want you to hear it. I'm going to ask Mr. Jizzle to play it. Check this out. The best evidence suggests that the kind of bat from which this virus jumped to humans wasn't even present there. But you know the worst of all, whether it came from the lab or came from the bats, or it all came from China. Because we don't know where the novel coronavirus came from yet, the conspiracy theories fill the void. I'm telling you the Chi-Coms are trying to weaponize this thing. 
Conservative talk show host Rush Limbaugh with zero proof suggesting a Chinese bioweapon lab is to blame. There's this question about the Wuhan lab. We know that it's been debunked. Those same agencies now have been tapped with investigating one of Trump world's most favorite conspiracy theories. This week, Donald Trump is still pushing the debunked bunkum, despite his own intelligence community's findings that that is simply not true. And there is simply no reason to believe that 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 is the case. There is no empirical evidence to verify that. Coming up with a conspiracy theory to try and foment xenophobia um, with respect to um, the Chinese has just as much factual support as taking Clorox. He can't just sit back and let the doctors and the scientists do their jobs. He's got to chime in. He may pick up the conspiracy theory that this was some weapon. People don't keep bats in captivity. Complete baloney. We don't need to invoke conspiracy theories. This is just another example of of the president trying to change the narrative from his own failings. The problem for President Trump is that he's running for re-election, is looking for ways to deflect blame for uh, the performance of the administration. If you look at the evolution of the virus in bats and what's out there now, it's very, very strongly leaning towards this could not have been artificially or deliberately manipulated. So I wanted to ask, are you still confident that it developed naturally? No, actually, I, that's the point that I said. No, I'm not convinced uh, about that. I think that we should continue to investigate what went on in China. So that's Dr. Anthony Fauci, Tony Fauci. Now, you know, Everybody loves to do their Fauci impression, and a lot of people are really good at it. I don't really have a good Fauci impression. I've been practicing a little bit, but it's just not quite there. I kind of have to hold my throat and sound like I've been gargling glass. It's kind of like a Mel Brooks. Uh, I can't exactly tell you if it's a Wuhan, if it's a bat, if it's Donald Trump, but I can tell you that it is, but it isn't. It is, but no, but it is yes, but it's no, but it's yes. And that's what he does. He's just so circuitous in everything he says. He goes around and around and around. Now, that was all of 2019, 2020, all of the, the media haterade that was flowing through the airwaves. Now we've got a new and improved Fauci. Cut three saying, well, you know, I can't necessarily guarantee. I, I can't guarantee. Well, you know what? Let him say it. Check this out. Can we agree that if you took President Xi Jinping and turned him upside down and shook him, the World Health Organization would fall out of his pocket. I don't think I can answer that question, sir. <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, do you think that the uh, President Xi Jinping has undue influence over the World Health Organization, do you? I, I have no way of knowing the influence of the president of China over the WHO. Uh, he has no way of knowing. Listen, I think everybody knows what's going on here. I'm not going to beat this dead horse, but I am going to say it's so Good to know that the stuff that we heard months ago when Trump was saying, we know it came from, we know it came from China, China, and they made fun of him and they, they called him all sorts of things. And you heard that hour long montage that I just played. It's so good to have that vindication. Now they're still coming after him. They want to come after El Trumpito Donaldus Magnus, the 45th president of these United States, El Presidente, Donald J. Trump. And they're going after his associates and they're doing this and they're doing that. And they've impaneled a grand jury. So we're going to talk a little bit about that and a whole lot more. So keep it locked right there. Don't move a muscle. I am Rich Valdez. This is America. This is America. 
para inglés o primo número dos para Rich Valdez y esto es América ahora. What's up, America? Welcome back. Rich Valdez here. This is the Thursday edition of This is America. I had a check to make sure I know what day of the week it is. And as promised, we're talking about El Trumpito, Donald Trump, El Presidente. Headline, Daily Mail. Trump witnesses have been told to prepare to testify before grand jury. This is uh, Rob Crilly, senior U.S. no sé qué reporter for the Daily Mail. Witnesses are being prepared to appear before a Manhattan grand jury as prosecutors accelerate their case against former President Donald Trump. Manhattan DA Cyrus Vance, Cyrus Vance Jr., faces a, a race against time to bring these charges before he retires at the end of the year. His investigation is believed to be looking at whether Trump ordered property prices to be inflated so he could get some bank loans and then deflated to reduce his tax bill. But Trump insiders say that they are not worried. How are they going to prove that? Well, one person said Trump doesn't email. So good luck with that one. At least one witness has been told to prepare to give evidence before a grand jury investigating former President Donald Trump, blah, 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 blah. And they're going after everybody. They're going after uh, his main guy, uh, his main financial guy, the CFO of the organization, Alan Weiselberg. And we talked about this, uh, or Weiselberg. We talked about this a few episodes ago. I just wanted to bring it up because now they're impaneling a grand jury. And the big shock was when they switched it to a criminal investigation. Now they're going to try and bring these people into the grand jury and try to put them under pressure. And again, this is how they roll. I mean, I'm not going to call them Gestapo tactics or anything like that. I've seen uh, Republican prosecutors do this. These guys, when they're out for blood, they're out for blood. This is a political prosecution. In my best estimation, they don't like El Trumpito and they're trying to stop him no matter what. They did this poll. We talked about it the other day. It was 80 percent of Republicans said that Trump is the, in effect, de facto leader of the Republican Party. That makes a lot of people upset. But yesterday or the day before, new poll says 53 percent of Republicans believe that Trump was legitimately elected president of the United States and lost to trickery. 53% of Republicans. So when they come after Trump, you have to realize, and you've heard this before from lots of people, not the least of which is the great one and others. When they come after Trump, they're coming after you because you're part of that 53% perhaps of the Republican Party. I know I am. So this is an interesting thing. Now, they're trying to put together a similar uh, situation like with Michael Cohen where he was Trump's lawyer and they got him to flip and they said, plead guilty to this. And he's like, I didn't do that. But yeah, we'll give you this. We'll get you out, blah, blah, blah. And now he's writing books and doing what he's doing. But one uh, one person says here, the idea of the Trump organization cons uh, conspiracy with the former president and conspiring, excuse me, directing staff to manipulate property price, uh, prices was dismissed by a Trump insider. How are they going to prove that? Trump doesn't email. He said adding property prices were already always in the eye of the beholder. So I think uh, he's got a solid point there, especially in the time of coronavirus and other things. New York City's been on a decline. Corona really just put the nail in the coffin of so many places. But there was already a, a decline. Prior to corona, I was in this building. It was a huge building. I was on the 17th floor, and there was another 20 floors above us, above Madison Square Garden. And uh, I can tell you that we had less and less people on the elevators before coronavirus hit. 
There was already a, a mass exodus in New York. You know why? Essential Andy Cuomo. Essential Andy Cuomo has been strangulating the the um, ability for people with money, for big businesses to exist in New York. He's not friendly towards them. He's been pushing rich people out of the state. New Jersey's been doing the same thing. And they try to court them and they try to keep them there. But this is why people that are living in all these overpriced homes in Westchester County, they're buying it to stay local. They're buying houses left and right in Bergen County, New Jersey, because they're paying 15 grand a year in property taxes in Jersey. And it's still saving them a boatload of money from what they're spending in Westchester. And we're seeing it all over the place. Some people actually left Manhattan to move to the Hamptons during coronavirus because it was cheaper to live in the Hamptons than it was to live in New York. Let that sink in. So when you have situations like that with essential Andy Cuomo doing what he does, it makes it clear why people with money are leaving the state. Now, speaking of Cuomo, he now is saying that New Yorkers no longer feel safe. I'm thinking, did this guy just wake up? Or was he too busy molesting the ladies, perhaps, to know what the heck is going on? Another good headline right here in the Daily Mail. Governor Cuomo says crime is so high, New Yorkers no longer feel safe. Look at that. Would you look at that? Listen, crime was on the rise before coronavirus. If you listen to any of my shows that I did prior to March, we talked about the increase of crime. It was going like crazy. It just got worse. It was like crime on steroids, to borrow a term from the governor here. After coronavirus, because the cops got sick, there was nobody out on the streets but the criminals. But Cuomo said on Wednesday that crime in New York City was becoming so high, people no longer feel safe. Dude, you're like a year late, Essential Andy. He cited that the subways, which have fewer police on patrol. You know, it's interesting. Essential Andy Cuomo is starting to sound a lot like Curtis Slewa, the crime-fighting, red beret-wearing um, safety patrol master of New York City and radio host extraordinaire. He says the same thing. Cuomo cites the subways saying that there's less cops on patrol than last year and he's seeing crime skyrocket. The New York governor said that if crime continues to rise, the Big Apple's post-COVID economic recovery won't happen because no one will want to live there. You know what? I call BS on that. Bravo, Sierra. The whole point of saying that is to cover his own tracks. That's the reality. Nobody's coming back to New York because huge companies, right? If you're wearing like a Tommy Hilfiger shirt or a Van Heusen shirt, that company, Phillips Van Heusen, they're right here on Madison Avenue. Guess what they just did? Emptied out 11 floors at 200 Madison. They're not there anymore. Why? Not because of COVID per se, because this stuff has been on the decline for a hot minute. And Governor Cuomo knows that, but he knows that this economic recovery is going to fall on him. So he's saying, you know what? Let me start scapegoating this and blaming it on COVID. You know, and when you blame things on COVID, he blames it on Donald Trump, Donald Trump, the European virus. In my opinion, he is the European virus. But leaving that aside, crime is up 30 percent in New York City this week from last year. And robberies are up 78 percent. NYPD has lost one billion dollars in funding from the defund the police nonsense because Mayor de Blasio listened to Black Lives Matter protesters and their calls to defund the police. There have also been bail reforms that the NYPD say is driving a spike in crime. Sure, you now know that you can spit at a cop, punch a cop, do whatever you want to a cop. They put you in handcuffs. They arrest you. You don't even go in a jail cell. They fingerprint you. They take your info. They send you right out the door. You could do it again. 
de Blasio has repeatedly claimed it's due to a backlog in the court system. But meanwhile, we know full well that the judges themselves are saying, look, our hands are tied. We know that there's Asian hate crimes out here. We had an undercover officer, an Asian cop, pushed onto the subway tracks. He catches the bad guy, brings him to court, and the judge says, look, pushing a cop on a subway track is not something I can hold somebody in jail for. We've got to let them loose. This is what's happening in New York City. So you're going to tell me that this is because of COVID? No, sir. This, or ma'am, whomever's listening, this, and I'm talking to Andrew Cuomo, but again, I don't know how he identifies today, Essential Andy. Mr. Essential Andy, Mr. Governor Essential Andy, sir, to be more proper. You're full of it. You're hurting New York. You're hurting your own people. This has to stop. Bottom line. And it's not just New York. There's crime all over the place. I don't want to use the word crime wave because I don't think that that's the, uh, I think this is the exception, not the rule, but it's becoming the rule quickly. I'm looking at this article here, crime beat. I mean, you've got a priest that was about to get arrested for a crime he committed, a murder he committed in 1972, and he miraculously dies right before the cops get to his house. There's a huge rumble on Southwest Airlines. This is the stuff now I will blame on COVID. When you have these fights that, uh, you know, buckle your seatbelt and blah, 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 put away your trade tables. But when one woman, Viviana Quinones, 28 years old, she became irate from the seemingly innocuous instructions given to her by a flight attendant on a flight from Sacramento to San Diego on Sunday. And Viviana Quinones reportedly punched a Southwest Airlines flight attendant in her face. She's not been named, but the woman was then escorted off the flight by Port of San Diego Harbor Police, and she was charged with felony battering for causing serious bodily injury. The flight attendant that is pictured in the article, blah, 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 blah. Viviana has been released on, guess what, $35,000 bail. Well, thank God for San Diego having bail. If that would have happened right here in New York, she'd be out on the street. And they probably would have given her some Mets tickets and a couple of bucks to try to bribe her to take a vaccine if she hadn't had one already. These are the things that we're seeing. And to me, this is just unacceptable. People are becoming used to being barbarians in the street. And listen, I'll tell you a quick story before we hit the break, because this is an interesting one. I am not a very aggressive person. I am extremely passive. I really am. You you don't know the other members of my family. If you saw us together, you go, wow, this guy's a saint. But I'll tell you this. I was walking with my briefcase in my left hand. Because I had to move my car alternate side of the street parking, and it was not right outside the front door like usual or in the driveway. It was down the block. And I'm walking. I see a guy walking, a cute little dog, poodle-looking thing. I'm a dog lover. I love dogs. But I don't make it my business and my purpose in life to stop and pet every last stranger's dog. I don't. I smile. I keep walking. I nod. Depending on the mood, I keep it moving. I got stuff to do. So now check this out. I'm walking. And I'm, you know, that, 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 I'm with my kid. She's 15, going to be 16 this year. And I'm, I got my briefcase and I tell her, you know, I've been bit by two dogs, little dogs, ankle biters who've gone after my ankles. And, uh, you know, these people, they just let their dogs bite people. So, you know, I told her, be careful because people around here love to let their dogs run on retractable leashes and they don't care. So, you know, we're walking and I'm thinking, I've never seen this particular guy before with this particular dog on a bright pink leash. And, uh. Yeah, you know, the dog is all up on top of my bag, about to get on my leg and start sniffing me. And I'm thinking, it's not necessary. I'm walking. I, I didn't engage this guy like, hey, I want to see your dog. So I look at him. I said, hey, do me a favor. Could you keep your dog off me? And he tells me, keep your, my dog off of you. 
Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site, out on the town, or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500. Or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon. Explore our inventory online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC. We are professional grade. My dog is fine. I'm, I'm going to take my dog off of you because I don't want her near people like you. And I go, all right, that's fine. That's cool, too. I don't mind that. Just get the dog off me, right? And I keep walking. He decides to stop. He wants to make a big deal. And he's like, unbelievable. F you, he tells me. And I go, F me. F me. I'm walking down the street. I want to walk down the street unmolested. And this guy wants to. And I said, so what are you? what are you intimating here, sir. Do you want to fight me because I told you to take your dog off of me? And he goes, I would if I wasn't with my dog. I said, there's a street sign right there. Tie the dog to the street sign. Is that what you you really want to do that? He thought about it. I think he came to his senses that he's being a fool. And then he just kept running his mouth saying more things. Oh, you're this, you're that, F you, blah, blah, blah. And I was thinking, why are you saying all of these fighting words, yet walking away very quickly at the same time. It didn't make sense to me. And I realized this guy's a coward. If I had to put money on it, this guy not only voted for Biden, but he probably has a Bernie sign somewhere in his house. It's these guys that identify as something other than a man, in my opinion. They're the problem that we have in this society. People that think that you can just do whatever you want, whenever you want. Listen, I've had a dog. I have a little pit bull. Well, it's my brother's dog. But when I've walked him, listen. I don't let my dog run up on people and sniff them like it's his right to sniff people. A 55-pound pit bull, you think people want that? Whether it's a poodle or a pit bull, keep your dog to yourself. If somebody says, oh, my gosh, what a cute dog. I love your dog. Can I play with your dog? Can I pet him? Is he friendly? If we're going to sit here and have a little doggy play date while I'm going to my car, but no, I got to record stuff. I got to do stuff in the studio. Anyway, my point is maybe I was in a bad mood. Maybe I was in a rush. But I think it's fair to say you shouldn't let your dog run on a retractable leash and go wherever the hell your dog wants to go just because. Now, you're thinking, what does this have to do with anything, Rich? It has nothing to do with inflation. It's got nothing to do with the rise of crime, but it has everything to do with people seem to be so much more entitled now. It's like everything you want is okay. There are no standards anymore. There is no respect for your neighbor. There is no respect for your fellow man. This is not good. This is the idea of idealism taking root in our society. And this is what we have to fight against. We have to teach our children to not be that way. We have to make sure that we are not that way. We've got to learn how to gently remind people to not be that way and not get into fistfights over these things. And I didn't, thank God. But my point is, this is the degradation, the crumbling of American society, not the poodle and the guy sniffing my bag. Maybe I overreacted. I don't think I did, though. It's the overall sense of entitlement, the overall sense of... Whatever is good for me is good for me. For thee, who cares? Anyway, keep it locked right there. I'm Rich Valdez. This is America. This is America. He's making podcasting great again. This is America with Rich Valdez. All right, America, welcome back. Rich Valdez, Valdez with an S, El Conservador. And I'm at Rich Valdez on all of the social media, Rich Valdez with an S. Please connect with me there. I want to stay in touch with you guys. I had a listener that commented on a post and said, you know what, when one of your shows, do me a favor. I want you to talk about 
colleges mandating the coronavirus vaccine for students. And my initial response was, you know, I don't like it. I'm no fan of the vaccine, but what are we going to do? If you want to send your kid to kindergarten, first grade, second grade, you have to give them the vaccines that the school requires. This has always been that way, at least in my entire lifetime. When I went to college, they they asked me for my immunization card. I had to prove that. I worked in a college for many years doing admissions. I was director of admissions. Part of the admissions file was always making sure that students had their immunization records submitted. So I'm thinking private school can have whatever you know deal they want to impose on their students, the private school. Public schools always have that immunization requirement. So unless you're going online or unless, you know, there's some other extenuating circumstance, like, you know, you're going to a school in a state that's not required, you know, and there's a couple of states, surprisingly, check this out, New Jersey is one of those states where you cannot force people to do this. And there's only four of them right now. But what's interesting about that is I am going to dig into this topic a little bit. I just wanted to kind of tease it and we'll maybe do it in the next episode. But I'd love your thoughts. If you could chime in on social media, let me know what's going on, or you could use the uh, contact us feature on richvaldez.com. The richvaldez.com is our website where you can find out about everything. And we're going to be launching the merch on there. I almost forgot about that. The uh, shirt ideas that you guys have told us, T-shirt ideas, funny novel things, trying to get as many of those done. And there'll be a little store up on there where you could buy whatever shirt you want to support the work that we're doing and, you know, tick off a liberal. You know, I'm sure the things that are on there, I think we were going to have a Joe El Baboso Biden T-shirt as well as a Que Mala Eres T-shirt. So, I mean, we're going to have a whole bunch of different things and I hope you enjoy them. But check out uh, richvaldez.com. The richvaldez.com is our flagship website. Make sure you do that and get at me on social media. But one of the things that I want to talk about in this segment is kind of a, a part two, right? A continuation of what we talked about before with crime. Now, there's there's now some people admitting just being very frank that, yeah, no, this whole thing with COVID-19, these calls to defund the police, this has led to a spike in crime. Listen to this. It's just the reality of the situation. You know, when when you make uh, big overarching statements that we're going to defund or abolish and dismantle uh, the police department and get rid of all the officers, there's an impact to that. There's an impact. Do we need massive change? Yes, we do. We need accountability and culture shift within our department, and we need police. You know, last episode, we talked about the woman from Black Lives Matter, Patrice Cullors, calling for saying, I want to attack the police. I've always wanted to attack the police. Then there was this headline that I saw on Apple News. Don't know how accurate it was, but it said, BLM leader in London gets shot in the head. Now you have this guy coming into Mr. Jacob Ferry, the mayor of Minneapolis. And again, mayor of Minneapolis. You think this guy's a radical right winger who allowed all this stuff to happen? No, of course not. Now he's saying we need police. This whole defund the police thing. Yet yet these are his buddies. Now, if somebody's listening and they're like, Rich, you've got to stop this. You've got to stop lumping in every last Democrat with the radical AOC all out crazies. All right, I'll do it for a few seconds. And then I'm going right back to lumping them all in because you got to check your peeps. I check mine, right? When you get these guys who are like, yeah, hell yeah, I love Donald Trump because you know what? White power. I'm like, yo, white F you. No, hell no. We don't do that Nazi stuff. You got to check your people. We have to police things from within. I mean, we, we're not always the cop. We can't always police everything, but you can you can kick those people out. When I was at CPAC this year, not last year, this year, 
There was a couple of uh, radicals there with their Confederate flag shirts on. If you are a listener to this program and you love and idolize the Confederate flag, please know I don't. I like the real stars and bars. The uh, the one that has 50 stars on it and 13 stripes, that's the one I, I'm, I'm all about. I'm, I'm not from the South. I don't care for General Lee. I don't care for any of that. But anyway, point was, guy came in. He's there talking about, you know, men are superior to women. Whites are superior to every other race. This is just a given. He's saying these things. And, you know, he got kicked out. Matt Schlapp did the right thing and said, you know what? We can't have that. And there was about 40 of them. And I think they go by the name um, AFPAC whatever that stands for. Uh, somebody told me, I don't really follow it too closely, but I know that there was a lot of friction and they were asked to leave and that is what you have to do. You have to, at a point, say, you know what, I'm not about that. And I know people are saying that's what Kinzinger is doing and that's what Liz Cheney is doing. They're saying to Trump, listen, I'm drawing the line. Go ahead, draw your line. But sometimes realize when you draw the line in a ridiculous place, you've just ostracized yourself from this group because what Trump stands for is what most Americans want right now. This is a transitional thing. This is conservatives taking back their party. These are people that voted for Obama twice that have enormous guilt. They're like, you know what? I contributed to this problem. I voted for Obama twice. Now I'm a Trumper. And they're the most radical. And I love them. God bless them. All the new radical Trumpers. Good for you. We need them. Those are the people that are out there when Trump is doing a rally. They're out there on the corner and they're up in people's faces holding signs, you know, and doing what they do because they know I, I was part of the blind sheep and now I can see and I want everybody to see. I want everybody to be with me. So listen, I got a lot of respect for those people. Keep doing what you're doing, policing the um, the movement. We have to do that. Now, that being said, talking about policing movements and whatnot, Ami Horowitz, he is a um, filmmaker, investigative journalist, whatever and whatnot. The guy's really good and he does this video, and I'm going to preface it a little bit, and then you're going to hear it. It's a little long, but get ready. This is really eye-opening. He goes to a college campus, and he basically, and you'll hear exactly what he says, but I'm going to paraphrase just a little bit. And he says, hey, look, we're collecting money. We need donations because we need to buy bombs because the Jews are winning, and we have to bomb more Jews in order to free Palestine. Can you help us out with some money to bomb the Jews? And people are flocking to give him money. We're raising money for American Friends for Hamas. So I work for American Friends for Hamas. I work for American Friends for Hamas. Okay. We're not your father's terrorist organization. We've kind of evolved beyond that. Yeah, still kind of what we do, but we've kind of rebuilt and rebranded ourselves. And, and uh, you, know, you know, Hamas is where it's at. We're raising money to do what you know, we do as Hamas. We want to fund operations against Israel. And, you know, the type of uh, attacks we're talking about are cafes and schools and, you know, soft targets. Type of operations we're talking about against, you know, soft targets. Schools and cafes and that kind of thing. Make them feel it. Hospitals and destroy cafes, you know, shopping malls and schools and places of worship. This is the kind of stuff we're talking about. Civilian populations. And uh, this is the only way you can fight back, really. The suicide bomber's all we've got. And that's kind of like, because it's the poor man's F-15. The poor man's F-15. We want to really make them feel it. We want to go after soft targets, houses of worship, civilian locations, hospitals, schools. Are you listening to the words coming out of his mouth? And do we get against Israel? And that's kind of what we're looking to do. Okay. Thanks awesome. for your time. Yeah. Uh, and fund uh, operations against Israel. That's the kind of thing we're doing. Okay. Well, hey, great. thanks for your time, man. Yeah, of course. Appreciate it. Good luck. Thank you. 
you know, we're essentially the uh, the logical extension of BDS. It's okay. like BDS the next level is what okay. we're doing. We're kind of like the next level BDS. You know, it's like BDS, and then we're like BDS plus. You know, we we're looking to wipe Israel off the map. Yeah, we want. You know, we we're looking to destroy Israel. We don't want just Gaza. We want to have all of Israel. No, I, I've actually been learning about last in this last school year about everything that's going on over there. So I, I like the sound of what you're doing. It sounds like a great thing to do. Yeah, totally against the Israeli genocide. Awesome. We just want to get rid of Israel. And, you know, yeah. it's for the it's for the Palestinians. Stay off drugs. But we would love you to check out our website. That would be wonderful. Good luck. Thank you. If you feel like donating to help the cause to fight back, and that'd be great. For sure, well, definitely. And maybe consider making a donation. Sure. Great. Probably like 15 bucks. 15 bucks? Yeah. No, that'd, that'd be great. Um, maybe like 10, 20 bucks. 15 to 20. 5 or 10 dollars. Maybe like 10 dollars. 5 dollars. 10 bucks? 10 dollars. 5 or 10 bucks. 10 bucks? Let's say 27 dollars since that seems to be my Bernie donation. This is all about peace and love. We gotta fight back against the oppressors. I agree. I agree. See you, brother. Yeah, I mean, it's important to kind of fight back and not let not take it lying down, if you know what I mean. Hey, sure, peace, absolutely. peace and love. Yeah, thank oh, yeah. you. Peace and love. Yeah, peace and love. See you, man. Yeah. Thanks, bro. Yeah, take it easy. Appreciate it. Hamas thanks you. I thank you. Thank you. Peace and love. Pe- yeah. You believe peace yeah. is important, right? Of course. Of course. Yeah. But we got to get peace, you first got to destroy some stuff, you know? Wow. Listen, I talk. I'm, I'm watching myself in this reflective glass. I've had my jaw open for minutes. So has Mr. Jizzle, my Jewish board operator. Because they're going after his peeps. Right? They're, they're trying to wipe you off the map. This guy in no uncertain terms. He didn't hide it. He said, look, we're with Hamas and we're trying to destroy Israel. Can you help? Yeah, 15 bucks, 20 bucks. Sure, yeah. No, I've been learning all school year about the Israeli genocide. <laughs> this is These are evil Zionist bastards. We've got them. I'm adding now. I'm adding because this is the propaganda. So apparently if you're just Jewish, if you believe like me that you have a right to exist if you're Israeli, if you're Jewish, that the J- Jewish state can exist. You're labeled a Zionist. Okay, I'll take my Zionist label happily. As a Zionist, I'm hated because I think it's wrong to raise money to kill Jews. What is wrong with this picture? What is wrong with these college students that are like, yeah, yeah, I'm all for the cause, man. What's good? The other guy, yes, $20. You know, (laughs) What, what is going on? I would play it again, but it's just too long. You could rewind it and listen to it again. I think that's worth listening to three or four times because people are going to say, oh, but he cut it and he edited it and he did this and he did that. No, 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 no. Those people said what they said. Those people are looking to hurt people. They're okay with eliminating. They have othered people. They have made Israelis into be some sort of evil regime that it's okay to kill. Now, these things happen all over the world. There are genocides. There's genocides on the continent of Africa that have been going on my entire lifetime. Nobody talks about that, and nobody's willing to go kill those people. But somehow it's okay to hate Jews. And you know why? Because people teach that it's okay to hate Jews. People teach that it's okay to hate people that like Trump. People teach it's okay to hate people and kill people that you disagree with. That, my friends, is called fascism. That is an authoritarian, totalitarian approach when it's embraced by someone in government. This is what Stalin did. This is what Mao did. This is what uh, – what's the other jerk off from uh, Russia, from the Soviet Union? Vladimir Lenin. These guys, all of them, all of them, every last one of them, Marxist a-holes. 
And we're creating generation after generation of Marxist a-holes coming out of American colleges and universities. So when people say, what is it that we can do? We need to stop that. Look at that like a burning building and do what you got to do to pour water on it within the law, peacefully and patriotically. Whether it's becoming a college professor, whether it's defunding the university, whatever you've got to do, this has to be stopped. We have to cancel these professors that lead these movements, the ones that lead the critical race theory movement. This is a very massive undertaking, and I get it. Nobody, uh, I shouldn't say nobody, but many of us are like, where do we start? I know that you're willing. I know that you're able. I know you're smart and passionate and you love America. We now need a plan. I think Levin lays out a good part of that plan in his book, American Marxism, which is available on Amazon.com for pre-order. And uh, the last chapter of the book lays it out, and I think you're going to enjoy it. But I think we all need to be very, very aware and very, very comfortable with doing more than we're currently doing and realizing that there are institutions that we need to systemically dismantle and replace with our own people. And if I sound – I said that the other day on Facebook and somebody said, you sound just like Hitler. He said the same thing. We've got to eliminate the Jews. We've got to get, we've got to put our people in there. When I say our people, I mean people that love the United States. That's my, that's my prerequisite. If you want to rape our country and come here and just work forever and go back and retire in your own country, I probably don't have a very positive opinion of you. I don't. And this is somebody that I may retire somewhere else because maybe I can't retire in the United States. But People that say, I want to come to this country, become a citizen and work hard. God bless you. I love you. I got your back. That's who we need. And we need those people, you, all of us, to do what we have to do to stop this type of insanity. Because this insanity is going to cost us everything. When you say everything is done in the name of racial justice, everything is done in the name of the environment and environmental justice because environmentalism or you know climate change equals racism. These are absolutely insane arguments that are becoming mainstream and we must to use their term hashtag resist we have to outsmart them and be better than them so that we can continue this beautiful thing the american experiment americanism for my children and their children and the rest of the americans that are yet to come hasta la proxima america until next time I am Rich Valdez, and I want to leave you with these words from Hamilton. If you stand for nothing, you will fall for anything. And the only thing necessary for evil to triumph is for good people like you to sit there and do nothing. That's Lord Acton, Sir Edmund Burke, and many others who've used that quote. So I share it with you as an admonition to do more, to know more, to read more, and to take more action, peacefully and patriotically. Hasta la próxima. Until next time, America. I am Rich Valdez, and this is America. This is America. Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site out in the town, or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500, or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon. Explore our inventory online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC, we are professional grade.